Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trending. I am Chris Croy, digital content producer. I'm Myron Pitts, a Metro columnist here, and I help out with the Weekender section. And I'm Beth Hudson. I'm the digital editor. All right, so, I mean, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is Gillette. It was yes, the biggest thing. I guess it's like the next my, Colin Nike. Kaepernick <laughs> Nike mm-hmm. ad. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going for the, you know, taking a stand on something. Mm-hmm. What are you guys' thoughts? Well, taking a stand with the Me Too Myron, movement is what they're doing. It was geared toward men yeah yeah so what do you think of it as the lone man in the room um i thought it was very good uh there was only one part i kind of had a little bit of a minor issue with but i do not at all subscribe to the theory that or the the belief that it's anti-man i don't think it at all i mean because the values that the ad shows and we can talk a little bit more about about what what the content of of it is for people who haven't seen it but the values that they espouse in the ad, and it is an advocacy ad, are the values I was raised with. Right. You know, I was not really raised in a home of toxic masculinity, as, as the saying goes. I, my dad always treated my mom, my parents treated each other with respect. Right. Uh, I, I will say that they had a traditional old school Christian household and that it was kind of believed, not kind of believed, it was believed that the man is the head of the house but that did not express itself in my dad treating my mom like she was second tier in any way. I, I really, f- I saw a partnership. And clearly, you he didn't it, you didn't grow up, and it's obvious by right. the way you act. And um, and, and, and some of the that. other things in the ad, the the bullying and the cat calls and stuff. I mean, that's so far the from anything. Women. I, yeah, that's oh, so God. far from anything I associate with my father, who right. was my number one role model. I mean, I, that doesn't. I have no relation to that. So I don't associate that boorish sort of behavior with being a man. And I don't either. I mean, I have two brothers and mm-hmm. a dad, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. And I. That's just not how my dad was never like that. My brothers mm-hmm. aren't like that. He didn't. Mm-hmm. My brother is definitely not like that. And yeah. you know, it goes from my dad too and I think it also goes from the fact that he grew up with two teenage women mm-hmm. in the household mm-hmm. so my, my brother was eight when I was 18 <laughs> and my sister was 16 right. so you know he like we definitely just be like that's not yeah how, that's not what you do it, but, <laughs> sure, sure, but right. we we are bigger and stronger than you type of thing you know <laughs> a lot of people are uh well some people are upset about it there's a lot of outcry of course and I think the people who are upset about it are people who we need to take a look at themselves in well, the mirror. What do you, right, I mean, right. so the most interesting, the most yeah. interesting interview I heard it was on NPR when they were kind of doing their pop moment, mm-hmm. um, and they interviewed a woman, and the woman said, "You know, all the ad does is bring to light all the bad stereotypes about men." And I was like, "Well, welcome to the club, men, right? Because yeah. all women have yeah. ever been is a stereotype, yeah. right. or any other type of demographic has ever been a stereotype." You know, and and the way the ad was structured, I thought it was it was done just very well. I mean, aesthetically, it, it's a very powerful ad. Absolutely, it, it shows 
uh, it shows the role of TV right. in, in really pushing this sort of what's known as toxic masculinity. It shows, you know, and it shows that, and it, it intersperses like scenes of this bad behavior with people kind of laughing at it because it is kind of laughed at a lot right, of times. Right. That's because that's part of it. You might not do it, but if you're... Oh, I got it. specifically, the boys will be boys oh, that's, idea. That's, that's, that's what spoke up. to me the most, where they have that line of men with their yeah. arms crossed behind the grill yeah, yeah. with them just basically chanting, boys, boys will be boys. Right. And it, I mean, they say it so much that yeah. it crosses the line over to satirical. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is not a thing, y'all. Yeah, and it's a it's, it's a hand handy excuse uh that that folks use to justify uh, men use to justify bad behavior so about midway roughly the ad kind of turns and it becomes more modeling of, of positive behavior um you know you see men challenging other men who you know shout comments at a woman right and you see different scenes like that um now here is the one area that gave me just a little bit of heartburn and because it's my personal experience um is it shows two young boys fighting yeah and you know to me i i draw a line and maybe the experts on violence should tell me i maybe shouldn't draw a line but i draw (laughs) a line between bullying and two boys sometimes fighting Uh, you know and i say i it, that kind of steps on my toes a little bit because when I was in elementary school, a lot of people find it hard to believe, especially first, second grade and kindergarten. I just fought all. I was just really fought all the time. <laughs> this and and I sometimes it, what, what was what was crazy and what, what drove my parents up the wall is that I would fight with my best friend more than anybody else. Oh wow! So we would get into trouble, and then the next thing you know. We're friends again, like the same day. Yeah, and, and I so, don't... So that happens sometimes, and I think that's a part of childhood, really, so much it is toxic necessarily. But I recognize violence is violence, and it's not good. But I think, you know, uh, that kind of gets into the line of let's, changing, let's change how kids are, and I, I don't think you yeah, can do that. Yeah, and I kind of agree with that, because they show the boys fighting, but me and my sister, who and we're only 16 months mm-hmm. apart, right. so we're very close in mm-hmm. age, so yeah. we were at each other all the time, and mm-hmm. like we have fought. Did y'all share a same, the same room? We shared a room our entire oh, lives. Wow. So we were, I mean, we were at each other's Even throats. after it was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the thing, so like, and I'll, I'll also say this, with my brother being, you know, almost 10 years younger mm. than I mm. am, you know, he saw that, and like, the three of us will still not fight mm-hmm. per se but like there's rough housing and i've seen it with my husband and sure, his brothers sure, too yeah i've seen them quote unquote rough house yeah yeah you know but i also will say this you know where the conversation is changing is my sister-in-law sent me a text the other day of my one-year-old nephew she said um so i have a five-year-old niece and a one-year-old nephew mm-hmm. and she said that um my nephew saw my five-year-old's niece like baby doll cry you know one of those really mm-hmm. like <laughs> oh, like creeperly weird right, right, yes. right. baby doll. I'm familiar. <laughs> so he heard the baby doll cry, and because he'd seen his sister do it so many times, he like went and picked up the doll to like make her feel better. Mm-hmm. That's sweet, yeah. right? And like that just goes to show that like there really is no line between and he like could be boy just toys, as much of toys. a man, yeah. Yeah. right? So no, it no, like no. it totally breaks that stereotype. Yeah, but you you know we still have the. Uh, and the pink owl in yeah. terms of toys yeah. and you know obviously clothes uh and the blue owl for boys uh that that 
you know, a, as a parent of a boy and a girl, um, that I see that genderization starts very, very, oh, very extremely. quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's broader than what Gillette's talking about because it's it's not just really the the gender is what they're talking about. What the male gender is taught, right? Uh, right. And a lot of the messages that are that are that are out there. I, I think things are changing. Um, the this ad has been put in is sort of part of the me too movement right now as yeah. it's kind of been put is in line with that um and and i think it it really extends the message of that movement now beth you had said some people had a problem with uh a, a brand preaching basically right and, and i can <laughs> i can i can see where they're coming from um you know, whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's their business. Obviously, they're they're somebody. They're trying to make money. They're trying I mean, to make come money. on. We shouldn't lose sight of and that. Yeah. I, I can understand that, yeah. but also, yeah. why are you getting so upset? Yeah, this is nobody's. Nobody's. Don't start that. Not all men. No, nobody we know thinks. It's not all men. Nobody right. thinks. Yeah, it's and all the ad men. shows that it's not all men because you have men challenging exactly. other men to be better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, I, I do think people. You know, what's the expression? The duff protest too much uh, yeah oh, absolutely. Uh, i'm wondering if, if they exhibited some of these behaviors and maybe they th- honestly thought it was harmless or maybe they kind of had a heartburn over it and this ad gets to that heartburn of it but I, I i just don't see i do not see it at all as anyway anti-male yeah i do think though you know you obviously see gillette going over the line crossing over the line and ads that you know kind of what nike did with colin kaepernick sure sure i think the difference between the two ads is with Colin Kaepernick, you had a face mm-hmm. with this one. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, they're talking specifically to one demographic and mm-hmm. with this broad stroke type of thing. Um, so you saw Colin, the Kaepernick as a little more effective. Though. I think it was more effective because mm-hmm. I think it was more personal and mm-hmm. they right. showed a wide variety of people from around the world where this one, you know, was specific to one demographic. Now, right. so one thing I will be interested to see is. As Beth, as you mentioned, sales, sales, right? This is a business. (laughs) It's a business decision. Now, in the case of uh, Kaepernick, it actually gave Nike a boost. Right, right. Uh, They went down a little bit, but in the long run, they were great. Yeah. After the initial controversy, uh, Nike did extremely well uh, based on that because people's attitudes are just changing. And, you know, I don't know if we have time, but, you know, speaking of Kaepernick, uh, (laughs) the Super Bowl is fast approaching. And there has been the Super Bowl organizers, NFL, have had a bit of a challenge uh, getting artists, particularly Mm African-American artists, to consent to perform. Because, as we know, Kaepernick was protesting racism and the treatment of African-Americans by by the police, uh, the killing of African-Americans. So... But uh, the big news is that there's a couple of big items, but the, the most recent item is Gladys Knight, mm-hmm. who's an R&B and soul legend. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she consented uh, to do the, uh, signed on to do the national anthem. And of course, one of the questions people had for us, well, you know, do you feel this, you know, kind of puts Kaepernick out there because, you know, right. he basically lost his employment in the, in, the, in the NFL after he took that stand. And I thought she had a very good response. Um, She said that the anthem, she feels like the anthem should not have been embroiled in this whole thing because it has a message that she thinks is powerful just by itself. And she said the expression that she wants to give the anthem back its voice. Hmm. Um, And so she kind of, 
sidestep the whole you know situation mm-hmm. with Colin Kaepernick I believe um and you know she talked about her own you know dealing with civil rights and mm-hmm. you know the the causes she supports and, and you know if you're african-american of a certain age you were part of the civil rights movement whether you marked right. or not you were either <laughs> discriminated against or you were discriminated against and you protested but right. you were part of it you know my parents were part of it um so so she she has that those bona fides you know behind her so so you, you know, think she's like she's she's put it forward basically yes. that she is above this and can it, that that's essentially that's essentially what she was, was hmm, saying right. um you know my personal opinion i prefer that you know she didn't do it but right. it is Gladys Knight. I'm not going to question Gladys Knight <laughs> any more than I would question, you know, the late Aretha Franklin. Like, they're, they're royalty. They get to do what they want to do. Uh, the other performers, of course, Maroon 5, who got out there I pretty mean, early right. on. Oh, okay. but then we, did had, do, uh, we did do a trending on this because, yeah. you know, Rihanna mm-hmm. basically turned them down to right. stand right. with Kaepernick. Right, right. And then Maroon 5 was asked to do it. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of, you can't really when you think about it as you were saying you know Gladys Knight being Mm -hmm. royalty in her own way Rihanna has not reached her level just yet haven't hasn't fought those battles just yet you know she's laying the groundwork with Fenty I think she's fine Um, fine where she is (laughs) oh she's fine yeah she's fine no I think she's doing a lot of great work but she's not Gladys Knight right I mean you know it would be you know Beyonce can do what she wants I mean you know (laughs) but uh but you know, and a couple of other African American artists have signed on. Uh, uh, Jenner's husband—I can't think of his name. Um, Who? No, no, no. Uh, Kardashian's husband. I'm sorry. Uh, Astro World. Oh, uh, uh, Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. Travis yeah. Scott. Wow. Uh, he signed on to do it. Uh, the halftime show. The halftime show. And I mean, then, and then Big Boy from Outcast, who's uh, <laughs> the one. The well, other one, yeah. Well, who's very good? <laughs> <laughs> He's not as known as Andre Three Thousand, obviously. But the the second member of, of Outcast is signed on to do it. So uh, it was never a formal boycott among African American artists, uh, but it is notable those who have kind of crossed crossed. So, do the you line. think we're basically? Do you think kind of like with Gillette and minds mm-hmm. changing? Do you think mm-hmm. we reached that point? We're like, all right, we've said this mm-hmm. we're moving forward now I, I you know i think when the nfl controversy I, I think it's right there in the middle i think a lot of people was like okay this is running its course we moved on but i think for people like colin Kaepernick right. and many mm-hmm. other people they're like this is still the it's issues, still happening the issues, right <laughs> exactly they, it's still happening we still have these issues i mean just this week uh, the case of Laquan McDonald, who was killed by an officer in Chicago. Now, the officer was convicted, so even that itself is progress. But the three officers who lied to protect him, which is another problem, that sort of blue wall of silence mm-hmm. that accompanies these bad actions, those guys all got off. So there's still some things uh, that, that we're dealing with. The issues that Kaepernick brought up are still very much on the table. So uh, I think there is, it's, it's kind of right there in the middle. I think some people are ready to move on. Some people are like, we still got to, we still got to deal with this issue. Okay. I just have like, this is a yes or no question just mm-hmm. to wrap it up. Okay. Do you think that the NFL controversy will be over when Colin Kaepernick is hired back on by the NFL? Yes, that would end it. That's what would end it. That yeah. that's what would, Which would put the period be a shame, at the end of that in, sentence. In some respect, I don't yeah. know. You, there's the people who hate him. Oh yeah, but if he's hired by a team, that's what would put an end to 
the whole protest <laughs> right I mean, protest right and okay cool yeah that's that's what i was wondering one person's opinion <laughs> no i agree and i i i agree with you i agree with that opinion all right well this has been great um we'll see y'all next week mm-hmm. bye just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh human remains that are left listen to where secrets go to die the disappearance of Derek hennigan from the detroit free press a new podcast set in the woods of michigan's upper peninsula available on apple spotify freep.com or wherever you get your podcasts